year, end of a decade. So uh, it's time to recap what a great year 2019's been for movies. Yeah, and time to welcome us back as well. Yes, back from a short break, short little holiday break. But we're uh, now it's January, so it's just award season and nothing really super exciting is coming out in theaters. So now's the time to catch up on the best movies from 2019 before award season. So, yeah, yeah. I think the Oscars apparently drops like at, there's like a oh. show that drops like tonight. Yeah, it's like I was on YouTube before you called me or I called you. And yeah, it's like happening. So I was like, oh, that's sick. I would totally watch this right now if I wasn't about to do the podcast. I think it, so. it's at like um, I think it's tomorrow morning, like super oh, early tomorrow morning. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh damn. Dude, what have been a good idea would be to like. I don't know if, how we would even do it, but if we were to like watch it and do a live rea- oh. reaction type video, that would have been a good idea. Actually, we might be able to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, how early is how early is I don't it know. though? <laughs> Here we, we can actually we can find out right now. Oscar twenty twenty nominations time. Um. Why why does it say GMT? That's I don't know what UK time is, is compared that the to here. Or the streaming time. Oh, that's, oh yeah, 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 it's like Greenwich Mountain time. I don't know. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Uh, super exciting for the podcast listeners. Oh my god, it's at seven eighteen a.m. Central Time, uh, five eighteen Pacific means... Time. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like. <laughs> Does I'd have a better chance at staying up all night than getting up for that. Oh probably. yeah, for sure. Both yeah. of us, <laughs> so we could stay on for yeah. nine hours. We'll just do yeah, just talk until it happens. It'll be like uh, watching uh, I don't know what what goes on forever. The debates or the exactly the impeachment, the e news that covers the usual Oscar show that just goes on all day or the Super Bowl yeah. tables or something like that. Yeah. Well, maybe next year. I'm not mentally prepared enough for that idea, but no. it was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah. need days notice. Next year. Yeah. We, we, yeah. we could do another sort of live stream type thing for another. Uh, yeah. Maybe the Oscars or something. Yeah. Four hours. Yeah, we've also we've also got this. I mean, I actually I would be uh, I would be down to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we also got this. We got this top uh 30 to focus on so we don't have yes. time for oscar stuff no right time. now that's for uh that's for next month i believe yeah. but by, the, by th- the time this is out the nominations will be out so you can hear all our top 30 through 21 movies that may have been nominated yeah. and you can go watch those yeah, yeah. super relevant yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly this is this is so topical this episode uh yeah but there's been uh there's been so many good movies in 2019 yeah dude so. i've i've really like to preface the top 30 like i um have been mind blown by cinema this year and i'm not just saying it because i am uh, as obsessed with movies as i am like i genuinely believe that this was like a, a historical year in uh movies like especially for the past like 10 years in the past 10 years you know yeah. one of the more memorable ones so so hell yeah hell yeah top sure. 30 there's gonna be some good ones uh yeah i feel i feel very good about uh 
my year in movies, I was able to see. Uh, I know you saw more, but I saw fifty. I made it, I made it to fifty. Really? Um, yeah, I just I made it to hard 50, to like on uh, New Year's Eve. Oh, you think I? You thought I would have seen more? Yeah. Uh, let's see sorry to disappoint oh damn i really have no life i saw 62 (laughs) (laughs) i mean honestly like i'm pretty satisfied i know i'm gonna watch more yeah like it's i'm going to watch more after this but like for the top 30 i I'm good, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a couple more I wish I could have seen. Me too, yeah. Um, for the top thirty, but I think if I was gonna fill up my top list more, I was gonna have to watch a lot of like shitty movies mm-hmm. that I didn't feel like watching that I had on my list. Like, I still haven't seen uh, Joker, for instance, and uh, The Fanatic, and like, I just <laughs> you know, Joker's something I keep like putting off just because like I'm like I know I'm gonna like just not be happy when I watch it, so I'm yeah. just gonna I might wait for um Oscar season for that one because mm-hmm. I know it'll be in the running there. Um, but good movies wise, I haven't seen like Her Smell. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Her Smell or yeah. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Like those two movies are um, hugely talked about, and I didn't see those. Her smell was just um, added to HBO, and I was trying to yeah, trying to watch it before this. I was but... gonna watch it before this, and I just I just didn't. I yeah, watched a bunch exactly. of random stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the I'm just like I'm good. You yeah. know, I, I've seen so much good stuff. I'm fine. That's how I feel too. There's definitely a couple that I think will probably be on your um, at least top twenty that I wish I had seen yet, but. I'm also looking right. for. I also feel which satisfied. means that you your list could end up being like <laughs> like eighty movies. Yeah, really. There's still yeah. There's a lot that's actually streaming that you now. you're you're not done either. Yeah. Uh, but there's uh, January is also like I feel satisfied with my list, so I, and I'm also wanting to just watch whatever because I was yes. December. I was like, okay, I gotta watch. Uh, you know, gotta fit in all these 2019 movies before right. the I, year's that's end. What, that was me too. Yeah. Yeah. So now I, I feel like I can just uh watch. I can watch some more classic movies. Watch exactly some random movies on the plane that I was I'm just, on. just jumping around over. Yeah. Oh, the planes. The plane is random movie. Yeah. Central. I watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and I was like, wow, I can just watch a comedy movie that I've already seen multiple times and just enjoy that without thinking about and be satisfied yeah. with that yeah yeah I've been watching like after our uh, our decade podcast uh, which I know everyone listened to the whole three and a half hours <laughs> um, yes I like Jake and I have gotten really into just re-watching mm. top tw- uh, decade movies because uh, we got just like hyped about them from talking about them mm-hmm. uh, so yeah we've been watching a ton of that yeah. which is just a great which is great it's just so great because yeah they're all they're all they you they all knock you out of the park every time you know because they're mm-hmm. from our top list from an entire 10-year run yeah I definitely there's a ton i want to rewatch, and also since hardly anything comes out in january and february i've added a bunch to my list of, of your and jake's top 10 movies that i right. haven't seen um too so i want to check those out that are streaming yeah it's also a period of uh catching up on the decade catching up yeah yeah exactly i guess i guess 
going forward to continue to preface my list. I had I said I saw fifty movies. I will say that I counted one, one documentary oh, as one of these movies. <laughs> yeah, I counted Liar. leaving ne- leaving Neverland mm. because I thought, well, it's like three, like two hours plus segments. I am going to give myself credit for watching all of it. Yeah. And it, it is also not a like easy watch at all. It is very fucking like disturbing and poor paint is really just like dark. So I'm giving myself credit for watching <laughs> Leaving Neverland. I will put spoilers. It is not in my top 30, but it is on my list because <laughs> I thought I should get credit for watching. I, I'll give you credit. Credit, yeah. Credit's thanks, due there. Thanks. Oof. <laughs> I think I, I might have included documentaries on my list last year, too. I, I didn't see that many this year. I saw Leaving Neverland, I guess, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think la- it's usually like one documentary maybe a year for me, not even. Mm-hmm. Like last year was the Mr. Rogers documentary. Oh, yep. And this year's the, the Tom Hanks one, which yeah, didn't which get around is, to see. Um, one of the ones I... Yeah, same. Yeah. One of the ones. Um, but we could do got to do a worst uh a worst oh. list eventually yes um there was there was I bad really movies talk, that came out this year this is a great I really year want to but talk also about a bad star movie. wars on the podcast um <sighs> before it, it gets too late yes uh we we could do like I, a mini I really, episode just on star wars probably yeah 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 because yeah. <laughs> i really hated it and i think it deserves like uh it deserves my words mm-hmm it's there so with with movies like that or marvel movies i i sometimes think yeah okay maybe if it's not for me if i don't like it but i'm fine if someone else enjoys it but with that i i definitely think it deserves to receive criticism and uh yeah no yeah just yeah we can we can go on a long time about that I, i'm sure yeah no like i'm at, i will i will uh end it by saying i was like legit offended by the movie <laughs> <laughs> and actually offended yeah and i so i saw it with my family um and uh, a couple of my family members really liked it and didn't uh, enjoy everyone else's criticisms of it so it felt almost like right. star wars has become like politics and it's like tough to talk about with uh with family well, yeah because uh the la- there are so many people who have really really hated the last one and i i'm not i wouldn't say i'm to the extent of like those people um who just really were like religiously against the last jedi mm-hmm. i would not say that i um because I really just want to forget about this movie. Yeah. Um, for the most part, like I hate it whenever I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm just like, why am I thinking about this stupid movie? But I do put it in a class that I consider to be like the death of like studio filmmaking, like with move with a group of yeah. just really bad blockbusters that I saw that are just in a similar genre. And so yeah, like what I I remember uh, family members over the holidays said they uh, they liked it too, and I was like, I was like, I'm not even gonna say anything. Exactly, it's touchy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I don't even want to talk about it because I'm like that, like I'm like that on one side, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, where I'm like, how could you possibly think that way? Yeah, and it's it's why I've as I've gotten older, I've gotten less into. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to two things 
that I was super into growing up and that's and that's sports and Star Wars and it's because I think they both have become so like political uh, in a way that it's just like it's just a frustrating to talk I haven't la- I still am into sports but I'm less into I guess arguing about sports with others because like actually caring yes yeah. actually um you know giving a shit uh day to day so uh yeah we we could yeah you on. want it out of your head you yes know, if it's in your head too much it makes you sick yes kind of yeah that's how i feel i mean yeah i mean if it, if you make a movie like this yes that's how it's gonna be that's how it should be yeah <laughs> mm-hmm yeah, we we could go we could go on and oh, yeah, on for could, sure. Yeah, of course we started to talk about it. <laughs> it's yeah, it's hard to stop. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I hated it. So, <laughs> well, I guess we'll something I didn't hate is even if though we're doing a top thirty here, um, even thirty through twenty one, which we're doing in this episode, I all I really enjoyed all of these movies. Yeah, which... I, I can say that. Um... Which is good because it'd be bad if they're like they're all like, eh, eh, this is you okay. Know? it's okay, I guess. Don't worry, it gets better. <laughs> it gets better. Just wait for twenty one. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> all right, should we? Uh, yeah. Should we get started? Yeah, let's get started. Uh, all right, Luke, uh, do you wanna do you wanna start us off with your thirty? Yeah, sure, sure thing. All right, uh, my number thirty. I think you. Uh, just recently watched this it's uh sort of trust yes uh by lynn shelton i just watched it on yeah. the plane yep <laughs> nice yeah that's uh that seems like a solid plane flip yeah exactly i didn't want to watch something that was you know like ad astra or something like that but uh sort of trust i felt <laughs> no, like i could probably yeah. not probably not that'd be too much uh yeah sort of trust i saw a while ago um it was one where I saw mainly because Mark Marin was going to be there for a Q&A mm. afterwards. And that is the main reason I went. Uh, I didn't really know anything about the film. Um, and I just wanted to see Mark Marin. I'm a yeah. huge, huge fan of Mark Marin. Um, and so just being able to see him talk afterwards um, was such a big treat for me. And the movie just ended up being really uh, enjoyable and likable you know it's there's really nothing you can hate in this film it just um and mark Marin was really good in it and brought a really just good personal side of him to it and uh it it was just it was it was just had a great sense of humor it kind of just felt uh um maybe a little just a little reminded me of a little like Coensy, like quentin tarantino thing where there you know just a style of where there's a style of humor happening in a crime scene and but except this kind of plays on the real characters from the south um yeah mm-hmm. i like jillian jillian bell in it a lot i think she's one of the funniest people in hollywood and anything she's in i'll take and um yeah there's not much more to say i just thought it was a really simple good time at the movies and i mainly went for a q a <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, I guess a pleasant surprise yeah it was uh i only knew about it because of what you told me about it on one of our earlier episodes um and so i had i had to see it when i was on when i saw that it was on the plane but uh yeah everyone is super likable and fun in it and i love i guess the little twist uh towards the end too uh it's just um yeah like you said it's it's simple but it's still um fun it was super funny i i even 
Uh, I wondered in the beginning if I was going to get tired of the Nathaniel character. I was like, oh, is he going to be is he going to be annoying or just like <laughs> tired or whatever? But I thought he was great throughout because he actually he's like my favorite character throughout. He's he was uh, super endearing, I guess. And funny. Right. yeah, he was very funny. Um, this was one of those like where I'm screening it and I, it's a packed house. And I just got annoyed by how often people were laughing, mm. like not because I'm a dick, not because I'm a dick or anything, but like. Like, I do genuinely think this movie is very funny, but mm-hmm. I get annoyed when people just laugh just nonstop. And, um, yeah, yeah I, I, I guess that's it. I, I totally, <laughs> um, I totally see what you're saying. I, there's a movie on I my list that I had a similar there's a level of There's a level of control, um, I, I like I like I don't think this movie is really like a like a like a yelling laughing ki- type of movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's more like witty. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not like The Hangover. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like it's a chill. It's a chill movie. It's a di- more of an indie flick. Just like chill out and enjoy the experience. It's kind of yeah. just what was on my mind. I was like, stop acting like you've never seen like witty people before <laughs> in your life. Like who say what's on their mind. It's like not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I could uh, complain about how audiences are all day. Uh, but either way, that I <laughs> I like the movie. I like the movie. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. It's definitely I I'm not someone who has a huge loud laugh, um, but I feel like it's more of a movie where you go like, <laughs> like you know, like I think something like quick. <laughs> having said that, if I watched it at home, I probably would have thought it was even more funny because I'm mm-hmm. just like watching it, you know, alone rather than all of these other people ruining the the comedic aspect for me yeah uh, there's a i think there's definitely a movie on my list where i had a similar experience in the theater yeah there's a uh there's another one on mine as well <laughs> well awesome so yeah, that's a recurring that's a, theme so i guess that's a recurring theme <laughs> <laughs> annoying audiences all right yeah, let's see what else pops up yeah all right time for yours all right my number 30 uh is another um fun heartwarming uh little indie mm. flick um the peanut butter falcon uh-huh yeah the shia labeouf labeouf movie um and uh, i guess if you haven't heard us talk about this one too uh is a down on his luck crab fisherman embarks on a journey to get a young man with down syndrome to a professional wrestling school uh in north carolina and uh yeah peanut butter falcon was uh i heard good things about it um it wasn't one before it came out i didn't know anything and then all of a sudden i kept hearing about peanut butter falcon and it's an easy uh name to remember because it's very odd um Mm -hmm. but yeah it was uh it was also i feel like a nice simple indie sort of chill yeah movie that's uh is easily likable uh the cast was great too i thought shia labeouf um and uh, it was just it was really really enjoyable just to watch him and um i think the character's name was zach uh just interact with each other and sort of bond over um yeah over their lives together and how they're both i guess on the run uh a bit probably one of the best character do character duos of the year yeah definitely um the movie definitely like peaks with those two guys i Mm -hmm. felt like I couldn't get enough of watching Shia like taking this guy under his wing. Yeah. Uh yeah, very heartwarming, very heartwarming flick. Yeah. Yep, really charming and it wasn't um 
it was it was a familiar i guess type of uh type of premise but uh still just enjoyable throughout and never uh never dull um and yeah another one where you wouldn't expect people to just um you know go balls out laughing hysterically but uh but one that'll make you smile at the end of it so yeah uh peanut butter falcon (laughs) that's my uh my number 30 all right nice my number 29 29 to go yeah my number 29 is Stuber hmm. uh, with Kumail Nagiani and uh, Batista. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh this is a movie falls into a little category that I call the the three and a half comedy. <laughs> it's like a really funny just movie that's just really stupid, doesn't really care about um doesn't really care about uh telling a unique narrative or anything just really cares about being balls to the walls funny and focusing on like one aspect of it and the fact that this character dynamic exists and that's really all and they just kind of go for it Mm -hmm. um and i saw it on opening night and uh i just thought yeah it was everything i wanted i just thought they were both really funny in it and uh this is a movie where you should be laughing very loud Mm, yes (laughs) um yeah, they're they're just both great, and everyone loves them both. Um, I'm a huge Kumail fan, and uh, uh, watching Dave Batista blind is weirdly <laughs> like uh, a perfect acting role for him. Um, and I just love the premise of him being an Uber driver and them just causing havoc around L.A. I just think it's a great premise. Uh, something that definitely uh, you you'd feel would be going around Hollywood and eventually be picked up. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I really like Stuber too. And Kumail and Dave Batista had such great chemistry together and they're both so funny too. Dave Batista is actually from the Marvel universe. I actually really, really like uh, Dave Batista and guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. yeah. He always gets me. I'm sure as do most of the guardians people. Yeah, he's super funny in that too, and uh, yeah, yeah, I, the combination of those two, I would definitely see another movie uh, with, with these characters again. Right, yeah, it's a laugh out loud. Yeah, we live in like an era where like comedies aren't like they're never great really anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think Book Smart was a rare yes, yeah, difference, but Stuber like when it comes to what comedies are nowadays, which are mainly balls to the walls, just stupid movies that are just throwing out any joke they can. Like if they're as good as Stuber, I'm usually pretty, I'm usually satisfied because mm-hmm. the bar is not very high. Totally. Yeah. There, like, let's be honest. There are definitely a lot of really bad movies that just really bad comedy movies that just take, whatever like sayings or memes are, are popular at the time. Yeah. Throwing in yeah. There and yeah. Just tired really cringy and, shit. Yeah. Um, um, like I remember uh, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Mm. That was one where I was like, all right, all right, this is really dumb, but I like, like it kind of works. Mm-hmm. I like this. this is like really ridiculous. Yeah. That's, uh, that's one I've, I've seen parts of and, uh, and never, um, got around to finishing, but yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like a perfect representation of, uh, the past decade of comedies <laughs> in like both a good and a bad way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, nice. 
Uh, okay, then my 29 uh, is a movie that you recommended to me. Oh, nice. Uh, Greta, which... Aha, nice. Yeah, and uh, Greta, I remember seeing the trailer for um, when I think Us came out. Um, the trailer was shown before Us, and I felt like, mm-hmm. okay, everything about this movie was shown in the trailer. I gave mm-hmm. it seemed like it gave everything away. It's like ah, I probably I, I don't know if I need to see that because it's not going to be surprising or nothing's um, another typical stalking horror movie. Yeah, yeah. and then you yeah, rec- that's the thing. There's a lot. There's a lot of these. Exactly. Yeah, and then you saw it and you said it was actually pretty good and it was more campy uh, and fun. It did. It wasn't super. Um, I guess I don't know pretentious or serious. Uh, and yeah, I no, actually, yeah, not really. Yeah, it was a super enjoyable movie, and I definitely would recommend it to uh, anyone else too who just enjoys sort of. Uh, um, it reminded me of Brian De Palma a little bit too. <laughs> Watched a lot of him in 2019, so I, it reminded me of Hitchcock. Hitchcock, actually. yes, him too. Mainly because of what, like the mu- like a lot of the following <laughs> and a lot of like the repeated mu- music and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just a, it was a really creepy film overall too. Mm-hmm. Like one of those where I didn't want to like be alone afterwards. Yeah, yeah. She, I, she was definitely creepy. I can't even. I can't remember the name of the, uh, the yeah. woman, but um, uh, yeah. She, but she's uh, she's she is um, all over, and she was. Uh, I believe uh, Isabel Hubbard mm. is the actress. Um, Isabel Hubbard. She does a lot. She's in a lot of stuff right now, and yeah, she was uh, not just creepy, but also really. I thought she was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Like and how creepy she was. Like she played off the that side, so it was kind of like a dual, dual comedic creepy performance. Yeah, you know? she was also yeah, she was funny too. Like I wrote, it's like how she played the lonely, desperate person. I I liked it. She she had all these like funny quips. Like uh, um, Chloe Grace Moretz would ask like, "How's the wine?" When she's like waiting for tables, and uh, I forget what she says, but it's like she says. Um, she like throws it at her, and then she says, "I deserve better." Yeah, um, I remember that line because uh, we we were watching that with my family, and uh, my my sister like really laughed at that, <laughs> and she kept saying it afterward. Like she she personally thought that was hilarious. She's like, <laughs> "I deserve better." She kept saying that. She says, which is fun. So it's such a fun movie in that in that yeah. sense, right? Like how um, she says, yeah, she has all these like I guess comeback type things like like yeah, disses yeah. and it's yeah <laughs> and in some movies i would like roll my eyes at i guess similar things like this but, but it, i thought yeah, they're all funny because it, it, it was i thought it silly. worked yeah. yeah and you're just kind of in this and it really um it takes the it really uh keeps it light because yeah. it is really such an intense thriller yeah <laughs> like like throughout i was like i was like really invested in this yeah me too yeah and uh, i love the ending too um yeah the friend how the friend uh the friend played by uh who plays the friend the friend played by mike uh micah monroe, micah monroe. saves saves her yeah, yeah it was kind of yeah it was pretty badass yeah and then uh sort of the ambiguous ending too right um, i guess not to give it away because i i definitely think people should see it but uh yeah it was a fun thriller movie that uh yeah it's uh it's an easy watch fun to watch with uh with a group of friends or family or something so mm. uh yeah that's 
Greta for my number 29. 28. All right. My number 28 is a movie that uh, I know you saw and um, probably almost every uh, dude in the nation saw. It's uh, John Wick 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, every dude saw oh, this. Yeah. Totally. Um, even people, gun nuts, people who don't like guns saw this, which I, and I am one of them. Yeah, but I, am, yeah. <laughs> I hate guns but uh, in this situation <laughs> using guns is uh not a Give violent uh, not a violent uh, crazy uh sociopathic way of thinking it is an art form yes. it is in the hands of uh keanu reeves and uh halle berry yeah, it's a dance yeah it's a dance man it's a gene kelly musical yeah um yeah i mean uh, john wick three was great um one, uh, like a a must-see theater thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the best action fr- franchises ever. Yeah. Um, and I, I was really pumped for this movie. I remember I was watching those YouTube videos of Keanu and his training practice, and <laughs> I was drinking beer and about to go to the theater, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, getting amped. Yeah. yeah. And this and this movie really like um, just goes all out in a way almost that the other two don't in just stunt work and length of action sequences. I mean, for sure you can tell it's uh, it's uh, definitely trying to top itself that's outdo itself. Like mm-hmm. saying we are this good at what we do at this point, we know like what our formula is. Let's just go all out and do it. And there are just, so many action sequences that go on and on and there is just so much great stunt work over and over again these long takes and yeah it's one it's your your eyes will just be open and you just won't be able to believe it like there's so many to name um like the way they train those dogs in this movie with Halle Berry and her dogs and um there's the fight scene with the big guy and the I don't know. He probably fights with something special, like a pencil or something. I don't even remember. Yeah, I think um, there's definitely a pencil. I can't remember if it was this one or the the last one. Maybe yeah, it's this I'm, one. Yeah, there's definitely. Yeah, a I'm not yeah. sure, but yeah, uh, yeah, un- unreal, man. Just a incredible piece of action filmmaking for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that it's almost like so much that like. I, I, I won't go as far to say I got tired of it, but it, it is like an exhausting thing to watch. Yes. Like and exhausting. Hearing So hearing you talk about it right now, I, I'm just like, oh my God, I want to watch that. I want to stop everything and watch that right now. Right. I did rewatch it a couple of months ago and I did get to a point where I was almost like, yeah, I almost felt like it was dragging a bit with so much action. Yeah. Because it's hard to complain because the action sequences are filmed and choreographed as well as they they have ever been. But yeah. at the same time, it's just so much. And it almost like kind of messes, I'd say, with the pacing of the movie a little bit, which the other the other two movies are much more uh, tightly structured and paced for my mm-hmm. liking and are a little shorter. So you you, you kind of. It, it it lets you like wait and get the payoff of those action sequences when yeah. these are just kind of throw you know thrown at you yeah um but at the same time you're like okay it is giving me exactly uh what i fucking want yeah so like 
I it's hard to complain, but you're just getting tired. You, it is tiring. Yeah, the other two give you a little more time to breathe. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and take everything in. But uh, yeah, I, it's still one where you watch it and you see like, oh, this is the scene where he does this with the knives. Right. And then you think like, <laughs> oh, that's like the biggest scene in the movie. And then it's like, oh my god, it no wait, he's on a going. horse. Oh, yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I it forgot just keeps about that. going, and he's like, "Oh, now he's on a motorcycle." Yeah, there's, yeah, scene after scene of uh, just pure choreographed action. Yeah, it's it's almost if you if you took Gene Kelly's umbrella away and gave him <laughs> a bunch of guns and knives. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it'll definitely um, this will definitely show up on my list later. Um, not in this episode, but later too. But yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see the next John Wick movie too. Yeah, they definitely love even it more open. action. Yeah, so uh, yeah. All right. Uh, okay, my 28 is oh, another thing about John Wick. I'll say <laughs> is that it's another. It's a great John Wick three was a great movie to see in theaters too, because people give audible whether it's laughing at some crazy violent thing right. that john wick does or just audible like oh my god like i love su- hearing the things. shock of the violence yes that's always fun too yeah um okay my 28 is a colombian movie called monos or monos i believe it's monos i have not seen um, this i i've seen the one foreign film of the year <laughs> <laughs> that everyone talks yeah. about yeah there's, yeah, there's this one, one that everyone talks about yeah there's uh i watched so a few weeks ago i watched um a few foreign movies um that i all that i all enjoyed and all made my list nice um this was one of them it's uh a lot of unknown actors to me um but it does have moises arius in it who was in hannah montana um i recognize <laughs> he the that. kid yes he's, oh my uh, god i can't remember his name what's Dude, his name not, it's my family we were watching hannah montana over break and that kid he was like he's bouncing off hannah montana's brother in the show uh, he's rico suave is that the one you're rico thinking suave of? yes yeah so he's uh he's colombian american um, I guess, but this movie's all in Spanish. Um, but he was the so only he, one I recognized. So he's in a real film, that dude, huh? Yeah, he was good too. Yeah, yeah. it sounds like it. Um, yeah, it was a it was a good movie. It's not one that I really care to watch again. It's not. It's heavy. It's it's, it's heavy. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. It's, it's um it gets compared to Apocalypse Now, um, which you could definitely see. It's it's like Apocalypse Now if it was with um I guess coming of age teens and uh, that sounds uh that sounds really cool yeah it's very very dark and reading more about it it, the director um uh, said that it's it's definitely a personal film about colombia and just regarding sort of um the difficult lives of young people in colombia right now which i'd have to look more into i'm not really sure too much of the context of it but um it's definitely a uh uh heartbreaking uncomfortable one at times um but uh but i basically it, it's kind of um 
it doesn't give you a lot of context other than it's this group this group of young people who are um tasked by this militant to watch this watch over this cow and then this hostage and you're not really at least i wasn't sure the whole broad scope of of why um or um you know who what the background of all these people are is but um sort of things go awry and unravel and uh yeah it it's it's heavy um but it's uh it's a really good movie for sure uh, a lot of isolation type themes and um i guess uh also trust a lot of trust and mm-hmm. um yeah just a lot of stuff that uh teens in a shitty situation uh, which I'm sure related a lot to um, you know to people growing up in Colombia during hard times, right? Uh, but yeah, yeah it's, it's cool, man. Yeah, Bong Jang Ho had a great uh, quote at the Golden Globes. I don't know if you heard it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've just got to get past the the whatever ten inch uh, barrier of subtitles, and you'll see a lot of great films. And yeah, you are doing just that. You took the message yes. to heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that quote because. I actually was telling a friend of mine uh, shortly after I saw Parasite. It was like, oh, my God, Par- you have to see Parasite. It's it's amazing. <laughs> and then the, they were like, I don't want to watch a movie with subtitles. Like I said exactly that. Work. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, it's it's so good, though. You can't. Yeah, yeah you're, you're holding holding back from seeing all these great movies by not wanting to read subtitles. I, I um, think that yeah. I think that the quote was like as good as it could have been like if you're gonna like diss someone who doesn't like watching foreign movies like yeah. it's it's as perfect as it can and someone will hear that and be like oh yeah that makes a lot of sense or like haha that's funny or like i i maybe yeah i should probably watch more foreign movies but that you know this the people who don't aren't going to suddenly start but yeah you know I, the way I definitely, yeah i definitely loved that uh that quote from from bong <laughs> um, <laughs> which i never get tired of saying his name either yeah um, yeah i mean you're a you're a bong you're a bong head you've been uh you watched like <laughs> three bongs uh in the past uh few months yeah god i really after parasite i was like okay what else has this guy done is yeah piercer. which i i yeah. still have to do myself yeah i'm uh and there's still a few movies that are highly acclaimed of his that i haven't gotten around to yet so i'm still excited to uh yeah to get to get more into uh to bong joon ho excited <laughs> to see uh see what he's got yeah supposedly there's that hbo series coming out with that him and adam mckay are doing whoa i did not hear about this so it's a parasite um like series that yeah bong and bong and adam mckay Wow. And I like I like that a lot. I like that pairing. I like them both. Uh, yeah, I think they both share a sense of humor. And while Adam McKay, I don't think has made anything on the cinematic, quite you know, purely cinematic level as Bong Jang Ho, I think that he can definitely add something to the world that uh, Bong has created. Yeah, definitely. As as wow, long as he awesome. doesn't add political histor political historical <laughs> intrigue to a parasite yeah. world, I'm I'm happy with McKay. Keep Dick Cheney out of Parasite World. Yeah, please, yeah. yeah, please. <laughs> uh all right. 
Yeah, well, that's exciting. But that's my uh, that's my twenty eight. All right, so my number twenty seven we just talked about. It's uh, the Peter Buck Peter <laughs> <laughs> the peanut butter falcon. Yes. All right. Peanut bucket. Peter falcon. buckets of falcons. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, loved the peanut butter falcon, like John and I said before. Um, I guess uh, something I could bring up that we didn't before. I- I'd say like one of the things that I felt like was holding this film back a little was a little. There wasn't um, the equal trinity of the of uh, the main cast uh, wasn't quite there. I thought. I wish that. Uh, Dakota Johnson character Johnson's character was a little stronger. Um, yeah. I like Dakota Johnson, but I thought her character was very uh, by the book in it. Even mm-hmm. though that she, I thought she was great in it, I thought she was just kind of like a um, a boring, uh, nagging presence around Shia LaBeouf and Zach, who both when you're around them, you just kind of feel very uh, free. Yeah, and then she just kind of, kind of comes along. And she's like, "No, we gotta take this uh, mentally challenged guy back to the <laughs> the shelter where he belongs." And I, <laughs> you're like, "Okay, no, don't do that." And yeah, she was this very sort of uptight yuppie girl that they just the typical one that doesn't fit in and uh, doesn't. Yeah, there's she doesn't have any strong personality. Her character just feels very scripted, you know. It just feels like it's there so that someone can be like, "Hey, no, don't feed him alcohol," you know, on the beach, you know, like. But you know, she like she quickly turns and realizes that this life is just better for him than Mm -hmm. um, an institution, which you know, (laughs) it's like nice, good. nice yeah. um but you know I, I it's a very small a small thing in in a movie that i thought mostly worked yeah there was there was another point uh that i just forgot about because uh i it didn't really matter in the grand scheme of things but during the wrestling match in the end and it's so comical i don't know if it was meant to be this way but the way he throws um, the guy he's wrestling, the way Zach throws the guy he's wrestling, and how his body flies across the screen was so funny with how fake and and bad it looked. But I don't. I mean, maybe that was part of the just part of the point too. Is it's um, it's also a bit silly and and comical right. at times. Uh, it's a little. Uh, it's like yeah. such a chaotic ending. Like Shy is just yelling and slamming yeah. on the. So come on. <laughs> he's just getting, and then he's just getting his ass whooped and you're wondering all right is this okay and yeah. then like there's guys coming to kill shia at yeah. the same time and then dakota johnson's trying to like find something in her car to save zach and you're like what the hell yeah it's yeah, so it was much crazy it, it almost ends it ends a little sloppy but yeah yeah mm. nevertheless good time right. with the movies so I, i'm i'm down to I'm ready to move on from the peanut, the Peter, Peter Butter, Fal- Butter Falcon, Peter, Peter Bucket Falcons. Yep. <laughs> to your uh, uh, number 27. 27 for me um, was uh, similar to Greta. It's um, a fun horror thriller that I, uh, that I had a lot of fun with and enjoyed. Uh, it's ready or not. 
Um, yeah, one I have not seen. Who directed this? Uh, Tyler Gillett and Matt Bettinelli. Uh, don't know them at all. But, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed Ready or Not. I thought it was a fun uh, fun movie. It's one of those um, that I, I could see like sitting down with, with friends or family and just just enjoying it for what it is. It's nothing super, I guess, groundbreaking or uh, crazy, but it's, uh, um, but it's still a lot of fun. It's uh, got an enjoyable ensemble cast too. And Samara weaving is the, the lead in it. And she is really great. Uh, in her character, what else is she in? Oh, she was also in three billboards, um, a couple years ago. I guess I think that's the only thing I've seen her in. It's a lot of um, yeah, there was a lot of promotion for this movie in general. Yeah. Um and yeah, it's basically uh, a bride's wedding night takes a sinister turn when her eccentric new in-laws force her to take part take part in a terrifying game. So it's uh it actually um when I think about it, it's like the opposite of knives out. We have this really mm. messed up family who's uh, trying to well knives out you have this messed up family trying to figure out who murdered someone uh you know in the family and then in ready or not you have a messed up family who's openly trying to murder uh someone (laughs) and it's in this eccentric like haunted mansion looking house yeah um and it's, I read the description, uh, yeah. and I know I've seen this trailer multiple times. I just never remembered what this movie was. I read the description. Mm-hmm. I kind of just get like the whole feel on what it is. Yep, like totally. just yeah. And it's uh, yeah, it, it's funny in moments. It's kind of like uh, dark, violent, wacky. funny. Yep, there's a lot of female centric. Yep, and uh, yeah, by the end of it, it's uh, it, it has a, a fun ending too, a fun, gruesome ending. Um, but yeah, it, it's a, it's a movie I'd recommend, uh, again, it's nothing like, you know, like, whoa, this is totally new and fresh, but, uh, yeah. it's still a good watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ready or not. My 27. Uh, okay. My, uh, 26. Everyone saw this movie, including people who don't go to movies. Um, Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Avengers, yeah. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yep. Oh uh, yeah. I liked the Avengers movie. Nice. Yeah. And you, proud. you didn't like uh, Infinity War, right? Hated it. Hated yeah. <laughs> it. Um yeah, so I was like really pleasantly uh surprised. Like Infinity War I will compare I can compare to the rise of Skywalker. To how like I just really disliked them. I just thought that that like the style of filmmaking um, just felt very producer centric and very curated and almost like a bunch of commit a bunch of producers like gathered together and made a movie and threw it up in front of audiences. Yep. This, paste, we just got to get the band back together like the Muppets show. Just every like paced really people. horribly with no yeah. care at all and really just no respect for the intelligence of moviegoers or the attention span. Mm-hmm. Um, but Avengers Endgame, on the other hand, I thought actually had like a uh, one. It had like a point. I like to it kind of, you know, makes it um, kind of stays focused. It's very much just about Tony Stark. 
and the fact that he started everything and um, it makes a lot of sense for them to do it this way. They, I think the film opens with a scene with Tony Stark and it ends with them like commemorating Tony Stark. So in that sense, like while the movie has a lot of characters, its narrative stays very focused and clean, which mm. is what I like. Just a nice, good, not sloppy narrative with a lot of... Uh, nice you know very charismatic actors you know like it's really almost theirs to fuck up they have all the money in the world and they have the best cast you could possibly assemble yeah. so the fact that they even make these shitty movies is really all their fault <laughs> <laughs> so um but yeah this one they actually did a good job and um like i actually felt very touched at the end and like very thankful for the marvel cinematic universe which i not i am not very often and yeah. um i was very blown away by like the end uh set piece where they all just kind of come out i thought it was really great special effects and um just really epic yeah i so Endgame was uh, very close to making my list. I didn't include it because um, I, I actually I enjoyed Endgame as well. But it's um, confusing to me at parts because I haven't seen all the movies. I don't understand, I guess, some of the relationships because I go, oh, so they were... Uh, were they together? They were, a they were like, or they were, oh, yeah. I, okay, I had no idea. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even know a couple of the characters' names, to be honest. Right. But what I do, uh, what I could take away from it is that there's actually stakes, uh, involved that, that you can tell that matter and you feel the heart behind it too, which I feel like, uh, this new Star Wars trilogy, it was kind of, it was just a big mess and it's only three movies. And they couldn't really figure out what what what's the point of all this, you know? What is what are we really doing here? But what they were able to do with Marvel is create like a thousand movies in ten years that they all connected and then uh, were able to end successfully, right? Um, which is pretty, yeah, pretty amazing. Uh, when you I mean, at least it was a rough ride sometimes, but it, I think at least the fact that they ended this group of characters like well is like i'm i'm happy about that mm -hmm. because like these 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 actors are really great as these superhero roles like um they they're you know they it defined their careers um yeah so i'd like to think scarlett johansson has done a little better but um mm -hmm. and that she is given a lot of bullshit in these movies and is mostly eye candy but um Nevertheless, I think, yeah, they're all just so great. And they, and I think they just owe it to these characters to not make a shit show that mm -hmm. is that like Infinity War or Captain Marvel or Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And we'll see what uh, I guess Black Widow is coming out this year. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm kind of I'm so. kind of about it. I mean, I, end up, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm like I'm always like so openly like vocally anti-marvel but then all of a sudden I'll, I'll get i'll end up like seeing one so yeah so let's see what happens now on disney plus they're all on there and i've actually i'm actually like wanting to watch the ones that i've missed um yeah yeah because they seem interesting to me i guess too but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's it's tough for me to to just grasp everything that uh that happens in there but it seems like a very universally liked ending to 
the whole saga that it's been the past uh 10 11 years so yeah i mean uh, yeah if it only was an ending but yeah yeah it's true i mean it's an ending for uh well it's, it's not it's supposed to be an ending for robert downey jr but i'm sure he's coming back they, they can't yeah I, I, I actually do really enjoy him as iron man that's uh oh yeah super fun character and yeah um, and, and just like if you really just focus on him in the movie alone and ignore like the vast amount of personalities and things that are going on in relationships. Like you're just like, damn, I love this fucking guy. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Avengers Endgame making the list. All right. Uh, which is kind of a surprise for me. I'm surprised. You, yeah. You had a Marvel movie on. Well, like I said, I only saw 50 movies and uh, I (laughs) genuinely I saw 49 movies in one uh, Michael Jackson documentary. Yeah, let's be real. I did. I did genuinely like uh, did genuinely like Endgame. I really did. uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. When we do our worst of there will be a Marvel movie on that. So (laughs) it'll even out. Yeah. Uh, Okay, sweet. Then I'll get to my 26 now which is uh another uh this is a foreign film that i watch although it's uh it's scottish so it's still in english no subtitles <laughs> my, my avengers movie up with a scottish film look yeah. at you if you want to slowly get into foreign films where you you don't you're not totally comfortable reading subtitles yet then watch a <laughs> scottish movie yeah. uh and this you're one comfortable reads subtitles. Yeah. you'll get used to it yeah which you might even sometimes Scottish people have really thick accents. It's hard to tell what they're saying. So you might even want to use subtitles for an English movie. But uh, this movie <laughs> is yeah. Watch it Ed- if you want to get a foreign cinema. Watch an Edgar Wright movie with subtitles. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> British people talk funny, don't they? Yeah, it's yeah, so. basically not the same language. All right. Uh, so what yeah. Was so it? this movie, I haven't even said the name yet. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, the movie is Wild Rose um which is oh i wanted to see this i saw a preview for it yeah i think you would uh i think you would like it a lot actually it's um it's on hulu now okay um it's a a troubled young woman dreams of becoming a nashville country star Uh, she's from scotland um single mother just out of prison and um it's yeah i guess a tale about her dealing with her her past struggles and being a, a single mom and and she dealing ends up with going failure to Nashville and stuff right yep and yeah, i saw um, this trailer a couple times yeah it's a really good movie good music um yeah Jesse it seemed Buckley really inspirational with just good music which i'm always like up for yes it's definitely i think it's definitely up your alley um and it's not it's not it's just a super straightforward uh, like she goes to Nashville and all her dreams come true and it's super happy. Yeah, there's it's, like there's like little life complications in the way and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And it takes some turns where you're uh I don't want to give too much away, I guess, but it's uh like, oh, that didn't seem like that's what she what she her goal was, but then she sort of realizes what's most important to her and I guess her story and um and yeah, it's a really it's a satisfying ending too, even though it takes some turns. It it reminded me a bit of Inside Lewin Davis, how it's it's almost like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna <laughs> get right, this record well, deal now. Now I'm totally on board. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
but you think like, oh, he's going to get this record deal. Or he's going to totally change everything around. And uh, and the guy's like, yeah, it's not really, uh, yeah, not really going to work out. Um, and he goes, and he just you know goes on with uh, with his life. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, really. Really good music. I'm not a huge country music fan, but I still uh, enjoy the music a lot. And yeah, Jesse Buckley, the lead uh, in it, is really great. So uh, yeah, I would recommend Wild Rose. Uh, yeah, I think Luke, you would personally enjoy it a lot too. Hell yeah! All right. Well, that's time for a break. Yeah, thirty through twenty-six. We'll take a quick break now, and then we'll get into twenty-five through twenty-one. All right, well, my number 25 is in the, uh, um, it is in the existing property genre, just like my 26. Mm. Um, it is El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie ah. by Vince Gilligan. I don't know if you ever, if you saw it. I did not. I haven't finished Breaking Bad. Okay. Uh, then, yeah, which I know is like a sin. You you um, wouldn't see, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. have seen El Camino. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just check that out then. No. Seems um, cool, yeah. I myself have seen Breaking Bad like two, maybe three times. And so I'm a, wow. I'm, I'm a big fan, so I had to watch this. Um, I think Vince Gilligan's just brilliant. And it's so, it, it was, it, I didn't think like this movie was like necessary, you know, completely. Mm-hmm. But since the filmmaker and the vision is just is so good and there is so and you know that this character does mean a lot if you've watched the show um yeah it, it, like you just kind of want to check it out and it, and it really doesn't try to play on the uh the gimmick the gimmicky idea of how it was from the show it really tries to be its own thing kind of just like a story of uh redemption and um and just kind of going through the lives of the uh, live um the back a little more backstory into this character that is really one of the more troubled characters that's ever existed (laughs) um and yeah i just really enjoyed it it's really well done it has a, a just a lot of um great just a lot of great storytelling in it which i i can't be surprised by because um Breaking Bad, it may be the best show ever. So, um, yeah, El Camino is no Breaking Bad, obviously, because nothing is. But um, I really enjoyed it, and it's a super respectable movie and uh, deserves to exist. Nice. Just knowing that that came out, it gave me uh, motivation to try and finish because I've seen the first two seasons i'm so bad with with shows in general really is i'm just afraid i'm of surprised you didn't finish it yeah i i, I loved the first two seasons because um, i I've... really i really couldn't stop <laughs> and it's i think it's because i so i started watching in uh college i believe and then uh i don't know what trying to follow a show in college is tough because i don't know there's just so much going on um and it's and uh, you know having roommates too yeah uh, it's not like you're you always are watching the same thing so right um i definitely it deserves i need to just watch it from the beginning again yeah you probably Um, should and and i think mm -hmm. uh with the place you are in right now with watching stuff you will (laughs) you'll be surprised john at how 
how like no little how little effort it is at all to watch the entire show <laughs> if you started it right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's really up your alley. It's like very just intense and um just f- and funny and just good and it's just really good. The tension just escalates as the show goes on too. Mm-hmm. Um it never like ceases. Uh so yeah. Yeah, just awesome. check that out. I think you'll be able to watch it in like a month or two. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, after catching up on yeah, and 2019 movies and Oscar stuff, yeah, I'll watch I, Breaking Bad finally. Yes, I've uh, I've been to Albuquerque uh, too in the past year, and being there, I was like, okay, I got. I'm gonna go home and watch all of Breaking Bad right right away right um, oh yeah yeah you did go you did go. yeah yeah and at being in albuquerque it just it reminded me of the show too albuquerque it's is also an got a lot place. of like western influences yeah yeah so because of its setting mm-hmm. so i think you'd like it for that a lot too it's got a lot of western influence yeah um yeah and you watched game of thrones right oh yeah so like Game of I need Thrones a new show, compared yeah. to this show is such a waste of fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> and you watched Game of Thrones, so you have really no excuse. Yeah, I feel like Breaking Bad is one of those things where you never hear anyone say anything bad about it. And if if someone does, then they're just not taken seriously. I'm usually I'm usually like, all right, you're you're all right, you're you're not smart then. <laughs> <laughs> your opinion doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to flush your opinion out then. <laughs> All right, yeah. So El Camino and cool. uh, John's gonna John's gonna, gonna watch, watch Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yes. So stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my twenty-five uh, is a film that at the beginning of the year uh, was one of my most anticipated movies, and I I I really enjoyed it. But the only reason there's a little bit of disappointment in my voice maybe is because I high expectations and i would have guessed that it would be in my top 10 um but it's in my top 25 um and that's jojo rabbit and yeah okay that makes a lot more sense that you preface it uh like that yes and i i really i really liked jojo rabbit it was a good movie um but yeah i had such high expectations for it because um besides thor ragnarok uh taika Waititi's, um previous two movies before that I really loved. Yeah, uh, talked about everyone. him a lot on the podcast, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, I guess Jojo Rabbit. I, I felt like um, it wasn't as uh, the humor didn't hit uh, as much as the other the other two did for me. Yeah. The other non Marvel ones, um, and uh, it almost felt a little tired at times. Yeah. But with that being said, uh, it's still a really charming. Uh, charming and funny movie and a great cast right. too. Um, I loved all the the random side characters like Sam Rockwell and uh, Stephen Merchant, and um, also uh, Thomas and McKenzie is uh, really great in it too. And she's she was also in Leave No Trace last year, and she was so mm. good. Yeah, uh, I feel like she's been in a couple other things uh, of note lately. Um, she's definitely a promising up-and-coming actress um so i'm excited to see her and more things um but uh yeah yeah i guess it didn't uh have the the same effect on me that i thought it would and i definitely had high expectations for it um but still still a really solid 2019 movie that i'd recommend um and if 
if you're out there and you like Jojo Rabbit, then you definitely would love uh, Hunt for the Wilder People and what we did do in the shadows. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is one I did not see. And um, mm. it was partly because of the reasons you said, just because uh, it just did seem like it would be a little tired. And um, yeah. And it's, pro- and it's I, I, I don't think it's like that interesting to do a Hitler movie nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that, uh, it's very much not new. Um, and yes. Yeah. So, and so, yeah. And just cause from hearing other things about, it, I was just kind of like, eh, I don't, it's not like a must see. Like I wouldn't mind seeing it. I'd be down to see it, but it, it's not a must see for yeah. me. I would say it's one, if you see it streaming, if you're looking for something to watch and it's streaming somewhere, then yeah, I would recommend it. Um, yeah. You will get some laughs and yes. cheerfulness out of it. It was one, um, like how you talked about watching with the crowd where they go crazy over some parts. It right. was one where there are definitely people in the theater that were going bonkers over yeah. certain jokes that I just thought were, yeah, they were like a little, like a little witty, uh, comment or remark. Um, or just cause they're like, Oh my God, it's Hitler. This is so outrageous, right? Yes. <laughs> Can't and believe I- he's doing this with Hitler. One thing too is that uh, Taika Waititi plays Hitler as the boy's imaginary friend in it, and I, I just got this vibe from some people in the audience that they didn't understand that he was imaginary for like the first half of the movie, that they didn't mm. realize he was. That's an, an interesting. Uh, yeah. That's an interesting uh, layer to it. How it's an imaginary mm-hmm. Hitler. Yes, and I think if you. Um, if you go into it without without reading anything about it, without knowing anything at all, and you just and you see how Hitler's introduced, it almost seems like, oh, this is weird how Hitler's just like in and out randomly through this. And then partway through you'd be like, Oh, he's imaginary. Um yeah, it's it's kind of it's very random how um how he appears throughout the movie. But uh but yeah, that's Jojo Rabbit. Uh, still a solid one. I would recommend seeing it uh, once it's streaming somewhere, which it probably will be soon. Uh, so yeah, it's my twenty-five. All right, my twenty-four is one that you saw before me uh, that we talked about on this podcast. It's Dolomite is my name. All right, uh, one of the bigger Eddie Murphy roles in a while. Um, yeah, we've got Craig. With Craig Brewer at the helm, uh, a director I've always really liked. Um, yeah, the story of Rudy Ray Moore, who created the iconic big screen pimp character Dolomite. Um, yeah, I've I've always liked Craig Brewer um, and how he kind of just um, it, how he's able to just do these uh, movies that are so um, aligned uh, with music. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, he does the same thing here, except like in previous movies, he did hip hop and blues. Here he's doing uh, funk and yeah. uh, like soul from the you know 70s. So I, I, I love that. And um, it kind of plays on like the black exploitation stuff. And so it's just kind of really goofy and uh, almost a parody of itself in sense. And I just love how it, it, it kind of just traces its roots into inventing hip hop. Um just like how he, it was that was his comedic style basically and was was one of the first things of like rap in America. Mm. Um, and, and Eddie Murphy is just so great in that role as he's performing um, 
that that on stage all the jokes on stage to the um yeah. to like to like a beat or if you will and um yeah it's just all it's just a very enjoyable movie um all around craig robinson has uh such great singing moments in that it that song well. yeah um uh. yeah yeah love I, I love i loved it i watched it on new year's eve and i was i was just very satisfied nice yeah yeah eddie murphy and he actually gives a shit Mm-hmm. and uh he's starting to give a shit again yeah it's great um yeah i had a lot of fun with this movie it'll show up on my list later too uh yeah the, the whole cast so great and, and yeah looking up more into rudy ray, ray moore um you see how much he influenced not just like comedians like eddie murphy but also yeah musicians rappers mm-hmm. um too that came after him so uh yeah and i mean uh it's not one that you have to see dolomite either before or no, after seeing um, i was kind of holding it off at mm-hmm. first because i'm like because uh, i gotta watch the other one first this thing i know nothing about before i watch this eddie murphy movie and then i was just like mm-hmm. let's watch the eddie murphy movie i know him i know yeah. craig brewer like let's just, just just let's just do it yeah and i didn't regret it at all yeah you definitely don't need to see uh dolomite even afterwards uh i feel like it, <laughs> a lot of the scenes in it are super accurate to the movie too probably yeah probably uh, it's kind of like yeah. yeah a little like disaster artisty for the room or yes. something like that yeah yeah and it's just so ridiculous but uh that you get the gist from just watching dolomite is my name uh, right eddie murphy one yeah all right uh okay to my 24 uh, is another one that unfortunately you have to read subtitles for. Um, Man, so many foreign films. Yeah, Three already I, for you. I'm very worldly, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and soon I won't be even needing subtitles. I'll just watch foreign movies in their own language. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, my number 24 is called Ash is Purest White. I heard of this one. And uh, yeah, this is one I was just I was just trying to find other 2019 movies that I may have missed that are streaming um, places. And uh, this one, I believe, was on Canopy, um, how I saw it. But uh, here, I'll read the, the plot for this one because the title is kind of confusing. But um, an industrial city in China, a young dancer named God, Chow Cow. Sorry, <laughs> falls in love with a, mob, a mobster named Bin. It's a much easier name. When a fight breaks out between rival gangs, um, she uses a gun to protect Bin, and she's sent to prison for five years. Uh, basically, it, yeah, it's this um, woman and man who are tied up in the mob who fall in love, and then uh, the woman basically takes the fall for uh, the man in this and goes to prison. And she's there for five years. The whole the whole movie spans a number like several years, um, just following this couple. Uh, and then once she gets out of prison, she goes to like every length she can to find where her um, where her I I can't remember if they're married or not, but uh, find where her man is. Mm. And he's kind of gone straight. He's got a a new girlfriend and everything, and. Um, it seems like she would feel very betrayed after this and want to seek out revenge. 
Um, but she's just so deeply like in love with him that um, she, uh, yeah, she just can't let go of her feelings for it. So it's, it's not, it's just not just a straightforward. She goes for revenge for, uh, you know, her taking the fall for him. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a super interesting movie. Uh, really, really looks beautiful uh, as well. And um, where did you uh, watch this? I think it was on canopy. Uh, streaming somewhere. I'll have to look that up, but uh, yeah, I, I think it, it's one of those that came out in like 2018 in China. Yeah, this uh, filmmaker this looks year. like there's a lot of stuff to check out from him as well. Yes, I. So I'm, I don't know how to say his name, Jia Zhangki, but uh, I don't know. But <laughs> I added a bunch of his movies to my list after just because uh, it looks great. I really liked the whole premise and. Uh, I thought it was really well done, uh, and it's a, it's a easy watch too. It almost felt familiar as a good sort of redemption, uh, just mob movie, sort of how um, almost like The Irishman, just um, how someone can take I don't know how the how the mob life sort of takes a toll on you, and how mm. um, and, and this way it, it also relates a lot more to relationships um too and uh yeah no it's really good and uh i would i would recommend ash's purest white it's my number 24 my number 23 is um a movie with julianne moore um directed by sebastian lelio uh lelio uh <laughs> called uh gloria bell I don't know if you've nice. heard of this one. Yeah, I've I've heard of that one. That's on my on my list of 2019 movies. I still need to uh, to see. Um. Yeah. Uh. So this this one uh stars Julianne Moore and John Turturro, and they're basically a couple of uh 50 year old people kind of just going through a crisis, and it really is as simple as that. Um, but kind of through the script and the situations that the characters go through and the fact that these two actors are like two of the best in the game, it becomes something like so much more and uh, just something that like everyone can uh, relate to no matter what age. Um, Julianne Moore kind of just fancies herself, fancies like dancing in like nightclubs with a bunch of other 50 year olds. And so there's like, <laughs> all these scenes with like really bright colors and glory and she's dancing. And then there's this music where it's like, Gloria, Gloria. It's oh, like, I know that dance. song. Yeah. 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 It's 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 So it's just really, it's just like really a nice movie. Nice. <laughs> like, yeah. And like her and John Turturro strike up like an, uh, like, like an affair, like not an affair. Cause they're uh single, but a, uh, <laughs> A relationship and they both they both have kids and so there's like a lot of complicated like they're like they're this stuff has been like done before you know in like mm -hmm. rom-coms but i would say that this is like a a much much better than your regular rom-com there's like a lot it's just very smart and um very has a lot of beautiful scenes and just like really understands uh uh just people in 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 like a variety of ways and uh it's also very it's very funny and, and it just has it's better acted than most uh rom-coms nice yeah 
I mean, Julianne Moore and uh, and John Turturro definitely get me to be interested in watching a rom com. Uh, that sounds really fun. Yeah, it's uh, that's streaming somewhere. Um, so I made sure that I added that to my list too. I'm yeah excited to check that one out. That came out like. I feel like it's one of the early, first movies early. I yeah. saw this year, like because I was holding back for something that I thought would be worth it, mm-hmm. and yeah, then it was. Uh, I was like, "Yes, Gloria Bell, that is <laughs> one I am seeing." And what's funny is, like, I I don't have much specific things to say from it because I did see it so long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the the only thing with uh, our top thirty list is there's definitely some of these that. It's been a while since I've seen, so I can't. But I, I can't would totally them, like yeah. watch it again, like mm-hmm. if my family wanted to watch it or something like that, or mm-hmm. somebody just wanted to watch it. It's it's a solid watch. Awesome. Uh, cool. That's your twenty. That was twenty three. Three. Yeah. All right. My twenty three uh, is a movie I know you've seen. Uh, it's Hustlers. Yes. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, loved Hustlers. Yeah, Hustlers was great. Jennifer Lopez, great Nick, Constance Wu, um, Kiki Palmer, uh, who, uh, while watching, my wife and I were like, wait, is this, wasn't she on Disney? Something like that. Yeah, she was in, I forget what show it is now. She's in Disney something. But uh, yeah, and then now all of a sudden she's uh, acting in a movie about strippers. But uh, right from the get-go, it's got a premise that um, I can I can get get with. It's basically just people taking advantage of douchebag Wall Street frat guys. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and that the, that's the type of villain that I that I'm cool with taking down. It very um, much <laughs> tries it. It takes like the it tries to be like a like a Scorsese esque movie, like so many do. Yeah, it's yeah, it's um, at its core, it's uh, like a, I guess a crime crime movie uh of these uh mobsters in a way mobster strippers who just have something really good and then they take it a little bit too far and that leads to their downfall um yeah it's almost like gambling that they started they started winning a bunch they were really down so they needed something and they started winning and then that's where i guess the addiction started of them taking advantage of people which then uh, yeah, one little slip up um, can lead to their demise. But uh, yeah, a, a super, super fun movie. Uh, yeah, I thought Jennifer Lopez uh, was great. And it's cool that she was nominated for a Golden Globe. Maybe she'll get something. Yeah, for she's Oscars, actually in yeah. a super respectable acting role. Like, yeah. fi- you know, like finally, it's been a while. She's Way always known for being in. Yeah, she's always known for being in Garbage. Yeah. So it's it's nice. For, she's in a movie where she's literally like, you know, like a queen in it. And just, you, you know, you, you see both her like movie stardom, like stardom, just like abilities and and also just how talented she is as, as an actress. Because, yeah, all these all, everybody in here kind of really looks up to her and she really like plays that really well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And she yeah, I feel, feel like she's a perfect sort of uh, matriarch for uh this group of women too uh yeah so it was cool to see and uh as, as guys it's easy to say like oh yeah like i'm watching hustlers movie. yeah i'm watching hustlers <laughs> but from like uh i don't know just a human standpoint the things that like jennifer lopez was able to do like as a stripper was pretty amazing 
um, like the pole dancing yeah. in the beginning. Well, yeah, yeah. It's like, like, she, wow, like, the, like she's really the, talented. Okay, she's really that. good at her job scene. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it was kind of badass. Um, yeah, well, it was. Yeah. It was. Uh, but yeah, that's Hustlers. It was a, yeah, definitely a solid, uh, solid movie. And uh, yeah, uh, one of the, one of the, best of 2019 that i think uh anyone anyone can get behind take the whole family <laughs> to see hustlers yeah no i think i really think that everybody who's seen it is like oh yeah it's definitely one of the better movies of this year you know yeah. like that's and everyone liked it yeah all right um, that's my 23 yeah so my number 22 we uh already talked about uh greta greta hey eh? yeah ba- back with greta <laughs> yeah i like I said, I, I really liked Greta. I was super invested in it. And um, I, I'm just taking it straight off from that. <laughs> like just the fact that I was that invested in this thriller. And I, I I just liked the music and the performances and thought it was just really well done overall. So, yeah, I thought I'd... I mean, I, like there's a lot of these movies uh, that are, ve- are very good that I'm putting it over, I would say. So, yeah. I just had a really good time with Greta. Yeah. And it's, uh, I guess it's one where I can see uh, someone not liking it. Cause I know, I, I think it feel like I got sort of mixed reviews, but mm. some people really liked it too. Um, but I, I, I feel like it's one of those where like, if uh, you're a casual movie goer and you're like, you're like uh, analyzing it from like a, a point of like logic yeah. You can be like, oh, why is that happening? You know what I mean? Yeah, and exactly. Like, not really like appreciating like the just the movie and how fun it is and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's because like these movies really attract a lot of that. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. But yeah, I don't I don't have much more to say about yeah. it. Well, there's Greta. And then uh, my 22 um is from a director who we've uh talked about a decent amount in our last episode it's uh dragged across concrete yes which is uh directed by s craig zoller who also directed um bone tomahawk and brawl and cell block was 99 yeah um 99 99 yeah (laughs) i i I will always remember that title because that movie just uh stuck in my head Yes. Brawl and Cell Block ninety nine, and I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen Brawl and Cell Block ninety nine yet. But yeah. much like Bone Tomahawk and Dragged Across Concrete, I'm sure it'll also stick in my mind. Dragged Across is it Vince Vaughn again? Who's in this one? Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. I've this is one where I really wish I saw it. Yeah, this is this is a good one. If you liked uh, Bone Tomahawk and um, Brawl and Cell Block 99, you'll like uh, Dragged Across Concrete. I think for it, sure. it also came out towards the beginning of the year. Yeah, it was like it, it premiered um, towards the end of 2018 at festivals, but then it had a wider release in 2019. Uh, it's a, My only qualm with it is that it is a long one. It's two hours, 40 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. And it's uh, it definitely takes its time, but there's a it's, it really. Um, I don't know when I think back on it, it wasn't as this high up on my list at first, but then I I was thinking back on it and um, watching scenes from it again on YouTube. And uh, there are some really powerful scenes in it. And that makes the, it pays off in the end. Hmm. 
and uh, um, Mel Gibson, who's someone who uh, he's so easily hateable as a person. Um, he also uh, his character in this starts out as very hateable. Uh, as um, basically what happens is, uh, I'll read the plot. Uh, two, once two overzealous cops get suspended from the force. Uh, they must delve into the criminal underworld to get their proper compensation. So uh, Mel Gibson goes a little bit too far. Um, he's just a complete asshole to someone um, yeah. in the beginning. And so they get suspended. But um, there's some other family stuff going on with him that he, you know, they need money. Um, and so with ties to um, crime in the area, they, as cops, they decide to take things into their own hands and, uh, um, so uh, by the end, you you totally see his the motivation behind Mel Gibson, and while he's this asshole, you also uh, at times root for him, and uh, you and yeah, you just see what he's going through, um, and then it also ties in um, another uh, you know this black guy who's in a tough family situation as well, and you um, see how they both sort of towards the end they come to. Um, they come to to meet, and they both are in a way in similar situations. And the the last sort of big, huge scene where it's this long stakeout and shootout is so tense and gripping mm-hmm. um, that yeah, it's it's total payoff for the for the length of the movie, and it's a really like heartbreaking end too. Um, yeah, but, yeah, but also it also feels feels good in the end in a way too. Yeah, sounds a little similar to Brawl in Cell Block Ninety Nine. Mm-hmm. I will say yeah. uh, the pace, the structure of it. Uh, yeah, I, I must. I, I I have to see. It. I, I almost don't want to talk about it anymore because I don't want to yes. hear any more spoilers. But no, yeah, that yeah. is one like that was like really I I should have seen. <laughs> like I think I, it's like, on. Um, like Amazon. I'm looking at all the movies I could have watched over that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you won't you won't regret it and you could totally feel like it feels like an S Craig Zoller movie. Like he has mm-hmm. his own, his own vibe, his, his own, own style. world. Yeah it's, yeah, yeah. it's definitely very him. So, uh, yeah, nice. Yeah. That's my, uh, 22. All right. <laughs> my 21 is Brittany runs a marathon. Hey. Starring Jillian Bell. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, John, but I, it seems like you've heard of it. Yes, yeah, it's uh, it's on Amazon Prime now. So, Amazon Prime is like a ton of 2019 movies uh, streaming yeah. now. So I've got to catch up with, uh, with those. Yeah, Brittany runs a marathon. Yeah, or this was, was one good. of those I saw a trailer for, and I just thought I was like, I want to see that. It looks like a very nice, like inspirational story about very relatable uh, problems, uh, and I just really liked. Um, it, I, I just really like Jillian Bell a lot. I said this before mm-hmm. f- about sort of trust and it just looked like a, I wanted to see her in this role and it just, yeah, it ended up being a, just a very fulfilling uh, movie about just the st- endless struggle of self-improvement and having low self-esteem and just all the things that are very relatable to almost everybody. And um I'm pretty sure uh, I was also trying to get my shit together at the time, as I always <laughs> am. And I was in the and so I was I'm in the middle of thinking about how I'm going to get my shit together. And it was just like the perfect movie to go see um, because it just it, it really 
just makes you not feel alone about not having your shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it ends up just being a really triumphant story about um, apparently a woman who actually existed. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and like, and there's also just great uh, Jillian Bell's great in it. Um, she has a lot of vulnerability and there's a lot of great just side roles like Lil Ray Howery's in it. Um, and uh, yeah, the cast is just really likable. Um, all in all and it's just a it's a great like new york movie as well um and yeah i, I yeah i definitely recommend it uh for anybody uh i know i don't i would not say anybody would regret watching it awesome yeah that seemed like a fun comedy um to watch so i'm definitely yeah. trying to watch that one uh i'm running a half marathon in a few months out here so that'll be good that might be some good oh motivation God. for that too <laughs> i didn't know you ran i don't yeah <laughs> so that's why i think it'll be uh i've done so one half get... marathon before but i think this so you will... gotta get going yeah <laughs> yeah you gotta get training now yes uh but yeah that's yeah uh, you should definitely watch this then man it's, yeah it's perfect <laughs> timing for that uh yeah that's cool i really like jillian bell too yeah she was great in sort of trust and for some reason when i see her this is so unfair but i just uh she sometimes reminds me of rebel wilson like they they look Mm. slightly similar and it just makes me think like uh why why isn't jillian bell that um i guess famous in a way because I, I've gotten so tired of Rebel Wilson and like she isn't quite no she's not because she uh, Rebel Wilson has the she's fat the and she's Brit- Australian she's the cute yeah. British ac- Australian accent Whatever, yeah, yeah. That everyone loves uh, yeah it's just uh, like I, I that is something I'm so tired of well, but then Jillian, well, and Bell Jillian is, Bell's comedy is also just not as uh, as mainstream like yeah. if you see like what she did in uh, what was the movie um, with charlie day and ice cube um fight uh for te- isn't it teachers or it's called yeah they're teachers i forget what it's called it's like uh fight school or not fight school it, uh the fight God. school well fist fight fist fight yes fist fight, fight school, uh, yeah. yeah so jillian <laughs> bell's in this movie in fist fight as a teacher and she's always making jokes about having sex with the students <laughs> for example that her comedy is not as mainstream yeah but for me i think that shit's fucking hilarious um when someone does not care you know that but like she just doesn't care she just keeps making these jokes about oh man i gotta get back to my my side affair with my student or like <laughs> that dude totally wants to bone me and she's like a teacher i think it's fucking hilarious yeah she's so funny and uh workaholics too yeah exactly yeah. that's like what she called she's yeah like, like and especially if you're able to be funny around uh like those guys like you are totally one you are you're deserved of being funny in any room and she she in any movie she's in she's usually one of the funniest people in the movie i think yeah definitely that's awesome yeah okay i'm definitely gonna watch that one soon then uh cool all right well uh i guess i'll get to my 21 which uh is not uh not a fun comedy um it's the last black man in san francisco 
(laughs) (laughs) Which I know you've seen as well. Yeah, I I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Really great movie. Um, While it's about San Francisco, I think it's definitely something relatable to most uh, major American cities just based on the fact of gentrification. Any any that are kind of like respected in any way. Yes. And just sort of the problematic history with um yeah minorities living in in cities and just gentrification and displacement in general yeah um but yeah i mean a really great movie overall yeah heart heart heartbreaking movie heartbreaking super personal you can tell it means a lot to uh i I think it was written by the guy who starred in it and the director Mm. uh, as far as i know Um, yeah i don't know that stuff but uh Let's see. Yep. Okay. Yep. Written by both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's about um, this guy trying to reclaim the the home in San Francisco that his grandfather built, and uh, it's yeah, just dealing with how how the city is changing and yeah, and everything. It's a lot it's, of a lot of harsh reality. Very harsh on. realities. Yes. Yeah. The scene uh, towards the end where he's on on the bus or the, or the train. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. It's and super the two girls going like, yep. yeah, you're not allowed yeah. to hate San Francisco. Exactly. Or... <laughs> and, and it, it is such a real scene. Cause I feel having lived in a, in, in a major city for a while. Um, I feel like that's just, and when visiting major cities too, I just feel like that's something that you'd see. Yeah. You know, just people. And it, it's something that I've probably like, I've probably done as well so now the movie was, is making me feel guilty yeah. <laughs> like you'll just be there be like oh i don't really like it here maybe i'll just move somewhere else because i can yeah or something like mm-hmm. that you know it's just some uh just like one of some you don't realize is like one of the more privileged like horrible things you can say because yeah there's people that really like cherish it and like don't give a sh- you know just they just see it for what it is, see it for its character and just means more to any, you know, means more to you than it, it ever could. Cause for them, yeah. it's a home for you. It's like a, and a place to, for, you know, adventure and to find yourself and all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. And there's this guy here who's like fighting to like, just keep his home, which means everything to his family. Yeah. And it's like, uh, well, I wrote down the quote where he says, you don't get to hate it unless you love it. Which is yeah. like very profound. And it definitely yeah. makes you feel a little guilty, uh, and I, I I feel like it's a great movie to just give people some self awareness too, because I mean yeah. a lot of people who uh, like those girls on that bus, they're definitely you know these white liberal young women right. um, who who are so for the you know. There's a lot of things with, uh, I think, in uh, probably in California and definitely in Colorado where I uh, used to live, where these you know these white people would be very liberal and all for on the people far, of yeah, color. They're all on the far left, and but then yeah, and they're so they're like for you know uh, they're like Black Lives Matter, but then uh, basically Black Lives Matter as long as they don't live near my gated community. Uh, right. and, and as long as my neighborhood is like cool and like hip and yeah and feels new 
Black Lives Matter until you tell me that you can build a new uh, hip coffee shop in my neighborhood and take away someone else's housing. Like that's yeah. yeah. There, there's a thing I'm very much. I'm not. I don't know how well you're aware of it, but in Chicago, um, there's so much gentrification that's been going on, just um, pushing certain neighborhoods that were like once considered bad are just continuous like just are now like the most ridiculous like trendy um, yeah. up and coming neighborhoods that cost so much money um and they're just kind of like pushing people out and just like making and the borders in Chicago are just so clear mm-hmm. on like where you can't go and where you can't go and where it's different and where the how where the rent really goes down and stuff yeah the Chicago definitely has a really problematic history to it. And it's yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. the most segregated um, city, most segregated yeah, major city, probably in the yeah, probably in the world, yeah. maybe. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I've, despite all the depressing things about this film, I thought it was uh, very beautiful. Oh yeah, and yes. um, just great, great acting, great cinematography, and I thought one of my favorite scores of the year. Yeah, great uh, music, yeah. Like, great, great music. Yeah, and it definitely was... Yeah, it was super, yeah, like... that shit. Super, like, artsy overall, and uh Oh, it re- yeah, it really gorgeous. was, because it, it, it kind of doesn't go... It does a lot of, like, um, scenes that aren't, aren't really narrative. They're more, like, just presentation and, like, feeling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm um yeah yeah i would love to see get nominated for something um i really would too i really would too it's so fucking depressing that it deserves a win Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's funny because the hollywood the hollywood people are definitely ones who could use some self-awareness that they're the ones thinking like oh yes we're all for all this liberal stuff and then they're like oh how about you know helping uh helping the homeless or something like yeah that's gross like yeah I don't know. <laughs> That's a very simpleton, uh, simpleton way of putting it. But right, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Hollywood could. Use I think a they'll movie go like for this. it. I think mm-hmm. uh, the Hollywood foreign press. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's not even the Hollywood. That's go- the Globes. The Globes, but yeah. Whatever they are, the I think the Academy. Yes, the Academy. I think they'll be behind uh, a mm-hmm. film like this. I hope so. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, so that's my twenty-one, and I guess that concludes that, on that somber that about note does, uh yeah <laughs> that about does part one That's of this part one series and yeah and next we'll be bringing 20 through 11 then 10 through one so stay tuned for that yeah it's yeah. gonna get more uh it's gonna get more intense each round yeah i think this this is easily the most uh laid back uh one